0: okay um well hello everyone uh this is gonna be a start of a podcast series uh called are you watering your plants um i'm ari
1: i'm matt and and i'll be doing the podcast with ari
0: (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i mean so the the name of the podcast is essentially um something that I came up with cause I'm a big house plant person and I have so many plants and, uh, I've just kind of always jokingly said, like, you can tell how I'm doing based on the condition of my plants. Um, meaning like they're, if I'm not watering them, like they look like they're dying. um, um so like, I just kind of like saw that as like a good connection to like, taking care of my mental well-being and like this is kind of going to be like a mental wellness podcast and it's going to be rooted in a lot of research um we're both uh undergraduate students at bucknell university um this is not affiliated with bucknell university at all but um we're going to be using a lot of uh content that we're learning in our classes throughout this proc uh this podcast
1: yeah And today, we're just going to start by introducing what positive psychology is, what it means. And throughout the rest of the series, we're going to talk about different things you can do to practice and become more positive and ultimately um, enter the pursuit to happiness.
0: Yeah, um, something that like... uh... So we're in this class called Advanced Positive Psychology currently, um, and something that, like, is a big topic of conversation within the class is kind of essentially what positive psychology even is. Um, I think that the focus of psychology and a lot of people's uh, perception of psychology for years has just kind of been oriented towards, like, the dark side of psychology of like fixing mental illnesses and like people that essentially like, you know, um, truly like have an issue that they need to see help and get medication. Um, but like, there's more to psychology than just that. Um, and that's essentially what positive psychology is. Um, we're just going to talk a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point, the dark side of psychology. And like you said, yeah, there's some people definitely need the help to come in and have an intervention and take care of what they need to take care of. But I think positive psychology is more of prevention more than treatment, Yeah. which, I mean, you could call it treatment if you want, but that's kind of how I view it in my mind.
0: Yeah. Um positive psychology um can essentially be relevant to any living human being. Um anyone can use positive psychology in their lives, um, and it is an active practice. Um, so just some of like the research on like where positive psychology comes from. Um James O. Polinski. Sorry, I, <laughs> I might have butchered that guy's name. Um he published a paper um, called Defining the Positive and Positive Psychology. Um, and it's published in the Journal of Positive Psychology. Um, essentially, this guy is looking to uh, define what positive and positive psychology is. Um, and it, he goes on to talk about um, Martin Siegelman. And Martin Siegelman was the president of the American Psychological Association in 1999. Um, In an address that he was giving, um, at the American Psychological Association Conference, um, he proclaimed that psychology had become negatively oriented, um, and this was rooted from the effects of World War II. Um, psychology mostly had an orientation towards healing damages within a disease-focused model of human functioning, um, and this is a negative focus and orientation of psychology, um, and I think that even to this present day, like I was saying, um, this is still present within society, that a majority of people think that psychology and seeking psychological help is a reactive measure uh, to psychological damage that has already been present. Um, this is a essentially a misconception um, that psychology can also be a proactive help instrument um, and that's essentially what positive psychology is
1: yeah I think you brought up a good point with even to this day some people don't want to go and get psychological help for things because they feel like it's only meant for people who are like severely mentally ill or anything like that um and it's just really not true and i think we're definitely making strides towards um reducing the stigma around mental health in general um in our society but that definitely is still a misconception for many people
0: yeah um you know siegelman um in that same speech he goes on to uh, um Argue like he was not arguing that the focus of psychology should just like go away from like the negative side of like focusing on like you know taking care of mentally ill people, like rather, like, Siegelman was arguing that there should be a complementary focus on the positive side of psychology. Um, so like, both negative and positive psychology should be like within like the psychological like realm um and this is because like he felt like so much of the human experience was being left out within the psychological field um and like opening up this new field of positive psychology opens up like new doors for researchers within academia um and it also like opens up a field for people who uh will benefit from seeking psychological help um and the focus on positive looks at how to help people that are operating under normal conditions um like their day-to-day lives um looking at things like subjective well-being um focusing on how to flourish and like integrate more with your community and stuff like that
1: yeah Um, I think positive psychology has a lot of focus on the positive qualities of an individual. Um, and it focuses on the things that in life that are worth living, um, and some of the best things in life. Um, and it's not the typical psychology that people often think of when someone says uh, they're going to seek psychological help. Um but yeah, positive psych it focuses more on building up positive qualities of an individual and ultimately letting that bleed out into other areas of their lives.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um it's actually super interesting um because some researchers at the University of Zurich um, they publish a paper looking at um Character strength in the PERMA. Um, the PERMA model um is actually a really interesting model. Essentially, the perma model is five dimensions. Um, and it's an acronym, acronym that stands for positive emotions, engagement, positive relationships, meaning, and accomplishment. Um yeah, um, so like. What do you think about the PERMA model, on that?
1: I honestly, I like it. Um, I know that, like you said, it investigates the relationship between character strengths and well-being. Um, and I know that the five dimensions of the model, the positive emotions, engagement, and so on, uh, encompass both subjective and eudaimonic aspects of well-being. Can you still hear me?
0: Yeah, I can still hear you. (laughs) Okay,
1: my bad. My dad tried to call me. Um, But anyway, as I was saying, um, (laughs) the five dimensions of the PERMA model encompass both hedonic and eudaimonic aspects of well-being. And hedonics are more so characterized by pleasure and enjoyment, where eudaimonics are characterized by meaning and purpose. And so you figure a lot of the research that's been conducted suggests that eudaimonic happiness lasts longer than hedonic happiness um, because by finding meaning and purpose in your life, that that's something that sticks with you instead of trying to find short-lived avenues of happiness through things such as pleasure and enjoyment that just come and go
0: yeah um it's definitely (laughs) super interesting because like i feel like within our society um oftentimes we're we're seeking hedonic happiness um and we don't even like necessarily i don't think a lot of people even understand that there's like the different types of happiness um but like hedonic happiness is like something that you know i know i've definitely been caught up in seeking uh, quite often you know it's 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 easy it's the easy option it's you know I can I can do this and, and and feel good about myself right now um instead of like kind of like sticking it out for the long term or the long run and I think that like hedonic happiness definitely has correlations to like um like substance abuse and stuff because of like that short-term, like, pleasure and enjoyment, like, that one hit of some nicotine or getting high, um, smoking, getting your, your little alcohol sip and, uh, your glass of wine at night, it's, like, super easy to, like, engage in, like, hedonic happiness, um, you know, Mm -hmm. eudaimonic happiness is, like, more, of a challenge i guess but it's definitely something that like benefits you long term and it also benefits you to like know the difference between two kinds of happiness um i guess Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i like that i think you said it best and that hedonic happiness sometimes is just well not sometimes i guess all the time is really easy or easier to access anyway um And in the same vein, I guess, demonic happiness might be a little bit harder to achieve, especially for some people who are just caught in addictions or just wanting to live, live fast, I guess, Mm -hmm. try and find happiness that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of like relates to this idea of like the rat race, you know, Mm -hmm. like in our society, you know, American society. The rat race essentially is like core of what our society is built on because we're such a capitalistic society and everything's so individualistic and it's like you have to grind to get what you want and everything's about making money and achieving the American dream with the white picket fence and all that and that like is just a model that is, like, essentially, like, pulling people into, like, hedonic happiness. Like, it's, like, it's it's pulling people into seeking these short-term pleasures because, like, they don't have enough time in their day. They don't think they don't have enough time in their day to to seek meaning and purpose in their day because they're caught up with everything else going on in their lives, trying to make that money – being there for their family and all that other stuff that people mm-hmm. won't make the time to, to seek meaning and purpose in their lives because they just want that short term pleasure and enjoyment. Cause it's easier. Mm-hmm. It, it's completely understandable, but it's yeah. um, kind of like the purpose of this podcast, I guess, you know, this is an introduction to positive psychology. So hopefully um, you know, we're interesting some people out there um, to looking more into positive psychology and like what benefits you can get from engaging in positive psychology uh, practices. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm really interested in something that you said and that some people feel like they don't have time to do things for themselves or to find that deeper meaning. When really? I mean, do you think that we we really do have the time, but other things just get in the way and we really just, whether it be certain toxic habits maybe or whatever else it might be that's eating up our time that we maybe don't want to get rid of or don't realize that we can take breaks from or cut out of our routines to make this extra time for ourselves to feel better?
0: Yeah. Um, I definitely, you know, this is something that you and I have talked about a bunch um, um, before even, you know, deciding to talk about it on a podcast, yeah. you know, it's, um, it's definitely something that I know that I have myself been caught up in. Like, I'm like, Oh, I don't have time to do this activity that I love to do. Uh, you know, I you know I'm very invested in like artwork. Like I love to paint. I love to draw. It's something that I used to do so much um, in high school, and I actually like coming into college. I wanted to like major or minor in art, and I just convinced myself that I I didn't have the time to do it because double majoring and I'm on the track team we're both on the track team and I'm involved in so many other things that I've just convinced myself like oh well you know that was just something you know I I used to do like it's it's fine but I think that actually since engaging in learning about positive psychology I've learned you know like I need to make time for these activities I enjoy and love that give me meaning and purpose in my life and I've ultimately like felt a difference um, in my life because you know I'm making time for those activities that I enjoy Um, and that just the thing is is like you convince yourself that you don't have time in the day to do these things but you absolutely do it's just I think that's kind of where you know the topic of mindfulness comes in Mm -hmm. Um, that's a big 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 thing in positive psychology
1: absolutely have you hit her yeah
0: yeah definitely
1: um but yeah i mean i absolutely agree with everything that you said and um there there are things that i i mean you know from us talking but for for the those who are listening (laughs) we both have things that And I mean, everybody does, has things that they want to pursue and just, oh, I have this, this, and this going on, and for that reason I can't do it, which, oh well, it's okay, like, maybe in another life. (laughs) Um, But it doesn't have to be that way, and I think a big concept in positive psychology that can help with this, and at least since I've been introduced to it, has helped me kind of make more time to do some things that whether they're things that fulfill me and give me meaning or just things that help me to feel better, I guess, um, is the concept of ritualizing things. Mm -hmm. Um, And that means like by ritualizing, I mean, defining precise behaviors and performing them at specific times. And not only that, but um if you're motivated by deeply held values with these behaviors it's a lot more motivating i guess than if you're just okay for example like if i say oh i need to start meditating i'm going to i'm going to meditate every day and that's that's it and i mean maybe for some people that'll work but for me and i'm sure a lot of other people it's not that easy to be consistent with it but if you, if when I started saying, okay, I want to do this, I don't need to, I want to do this um, because I now have this new deeply held value that I want to become happier and I want to go on the pursuit to happiness and do things to get there. And with that, I want to start meditating because I know that it's good for me, it's relaxes my mind and keeps me present um and so I have my new deeply held value I have my new behavior and I do it um every morning and every night now around the same time like after I get up and before I go to bed
0: mm-hmm. yeah um I think that a ritual that I started doing um that I definitely obtained from positive psychology is the practice of gratitude, um, daily gratitude practice. Um, and like at first, you know, like this is something that I have tried to do before in like my lifetime. Like I tried to do a daily gratitude practice, but I didn't ritualize it. Like it it, it was something that just fell off. Like I was not consistent with it at all. And I think that once I like Made it a ritual. I made it a a thing that I was going to do this every day. I've been consistent with it for about three weeks now, and I can say that I significantly feel a difference in, like, just my days and my my genuine like happiness. Um, I think that what I've realized is, say I have a bad day, um, but I engage in writing down my five things that I'm grateful for at the end of the day, doing that simple practice of just reflecting on like five things in my day that I'm grateful for, it literally like turns around my perception of how my day actually went. Like I will go to bed um, like thinking, wow, like my day was so bad, but then I do my gratitude and I'm like, okay, wow, my day wasn't that bad at all like i accomplished this i talked to this person this person did something nice for me and you know i did this nice thing for myself like and it really just kind of like it makes you value the small things in life that are actually like truly the big things in life that Mm -hmm. you don't realize
1: yeah i think that's really important and i think too I'm not gonna lie, I started doing this practice as well after you told me about how <laughs> successful it was for you. Um, and I, I have a lot of the same benefits and I'm finding that it's I don't know, I feel like before when I was like a couple years back, um it was just really hard to be positive about anything or like find the good in the days or anything like that. And so maybe for some people they'll have that issue but I'm finding now that when I sit and I try and reflect on the days and come up with I don't know do you do five things that you're grateful for
0: I do five things but I've realized that like it sometimes varies like I think that five is like the minimum that I choose to Mm do but some days like like as of recently I've just been having like better days you know like Mm -hmm as of recently like because like i've been having those good days and i've been engaging in this practice for so long i feel like that list just keeps getting longer because i i almost feel like it's like it's it's a practice that like is self-reinforcing mm-hmm. and like as i engage in thinking about like the good positive like experiences that i'm grateful for I realize that there's more and more little things that I'm grateful for. And that list just keeps growing longer and longer. And I also realize that sometimes it turns into uh, like a journaling practice. It turns into more than just saying what I'm grateful for. It turns into me just writing out my thoughts. And I think that that's a very valuable thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it just like as time goes on, it just... Gets easier to think of things that you're grateful for, Mm -hmm. which maybe is telling us to how beneficial it really, really is.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, even so, we had class today and we had the task of like thinking about like positive things and like people and experiences in our life, and we had to write it on a piece of paper. I realized that like going into the activity it was really hard for some reason to like start like thinking about like positive things in 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 my life but I realized like as it being like a self like reinforcing and like a growing activity I realized that once I like got one idea down on the paper like more things started coming to me and like I like started off not being able to think of anything and I compiled this huge list of things that you know I I have positive emotions towards
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I wonder how different that practice would have been maybe without or not without but rather if you hadn't been doing the gratitude practice for the past three weeks
0: yeah I mean I'm sure it would be significantly different um I definitely do attribute uh, a lot of the practices that I'm getting out of this class to experiences and the differences that I'm feeling in my life currently. Um, So essentially, you know, like I think that we're in a good point of our introduction to positive psychology um, and just our first episode of our podcast. Um, So yeah, I just want to, Thank anyone who's listening. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would like to thank everybody, too. (laughs) I hope Mm -hmm. that you got something out of this and want to come back and listen for more.
0: Yeah. And make sure that you're watering your plants.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.